Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. And once again, uh, okay, I believe that this, uh, yep, 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 okay, so uh, this uh, week's story is, uh, Sponsored as a Rufush Lema for Chaim Yosef Sweep and Sarah Miriam and for Raphael Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. Okay, so uh, now I could tell the story. Okay, uh, is it a good one? <laughs> Do you know me to tell a bad story? Uh, no, but some of your stories are better than others. Oh, let's not go into that. Uh, okay, very good. Okay, so what's the name of this week's story? <laughs> Hashem is my shepherd. Uh, okay, you sang a poem or something? No, no, that's the name of the story. Hashem is my shepherd. Hashem Roy, you know what I mean? I like the song, Me is my land of it. Uh, yeah, kind of. <clears throat> okay, so I uh, hope I have a voice to do this story. And I'm a bit heisenic. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of stories lately, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so I am ready. And here we go. Okie dokie. Okay, 
So now um, I did some researching on this story, and this is a story that happened probably in the late 1700s, I would say. And it gives this, you know, the tzaddik, uh, it's in the story, they give the name uh, Rabbi Borach. Uh, Rabbi Borach, I guess it would be. But I did some research, and I think, based on the time and based on the location in the Western Ukraine and everything like that, I think that this story took place, uh, and you just told us it took place, like, in the later 1700s, right? You know, uh, whatever. Yes, yes, maybe in the 1790s or whatever. Uh, anyways, um, I think that this Reborach that they're talking about is uh, none other than Reborach of Mezhevich. Reborach of Mezhevich? Oh, I know who that is. Isn't that the grandson of the Balshemtov? Yep, that is the grandson of the Balshemtov. And a lot of his Talmudim uh, carried out the wishes, and when he was old enough and ready, whatever it was, so they made him the Rebbe. He was one like one of the biggest Hasidus Rebbe's around, and I think the main push from Hasidus came from him. And originally, believe it or not, he when he became Rebbe, he started out in Tolshin. I think that's the name of the place, if I'm pronouncing it right. Tolshin was in the western Ukraine, okay? And he lived there between 1788 to the 1800s, and then from 1800 to 1811 to when he was Nifta, he went back to Mezhevich. Okay, we got the background information. Now let's begin the story. Okie dokie. All right, so where do we begin? Uh, well, um, by this lady. Oh, yeah. Now, there are two names in the story that I don't have any idea who they are, and it doesn't give a hint who they are. It just says this lady came, and it just says this husband, and it doesn't say their names. So, you're not going to call him Plony Bambaloni, right? Uh, no, no, no. So, for the story's sake, and for easy flow of the story, we're going to call the husband Ramatala. And we're going to call the wife Shandel, okay? Ah, uh, sounds good enough to me. If that's what you want, that's fine by me. I have no problem with that, okay? I have no problem if you want to call him Shandel, Altababasara. No, no, no. We'll call it Shandel. That's fine. Fine, fine, fine. Not a problem, okay? Okie dokie. All righty. So we're going to start off with the story where this lady Shandel comes to the great Sadiq. Uh, Rabbi Borach, Rabbi Borach. We'll call him Rabbi Borach, okay? So she comes in, and the guy says, All right, all right, uh, next, please. Hi, uh, Shendel, you here again for a special bracha? Please, let me go in to see the rabbi. Uh, okay, uh, it's your turn. Uh, you write a kvittel and guide the Okay, I'm going in. Okay, uh, I'm, uh, you're inside. Uh, Rebbe, uh, you know, do start the, the Freud. He's standing the lady, uh, Schindler. Ah, yes. Schindler. Of course, of course. Schindler, the wife of a mother. So, you're here for your yearly brocha, is that it? 
Yes, I am. I'm here for my yearly brocha. All right. So let me tell you something. Shandler, you must be very patient. There will be a time that Hashem is going to bless you with a child. And you must be patient. Have patience, my dear daughter. You will see when the time is right. HaKadosh Baruch will remember you and he will bless you and he will give you such a brocha, such a blessing that uh, I'm telling you, be like a brocha like that Sora, Rifkin, Rochel and Hannah had when they were blessed with a child. He was a very special boy. You'll see. You must have patience. All right, Rebbe, but how long must I wait? When the time is right, the time will be. And, of course, what happened was is she went home and her husband continued doing his work. And it doesn't say what his work was, but he was an Erlechayid, very Erlechayid. And Shandel was also very Erlechalady. Mamish was Gavaldic. And they were Mespala, they would say to him and do everything. And each year they would come, Eh, Shulam Aleichem, you are here once again to see the Rebbe? Okay, write a quittle. Okay. Anshuldik, Rebbe, Rebburech, Shandl is doing a hamul. Please, of course, send her in. Ah, Shandler, you are asking for a brocha no hamul. I told you before, as I do every year, you must be patient. There's a good reason why Hashem is waiting before he blesses you. You must be patient, my dear daughter. You must. Wait a second, Rabbi Herbs. Uh, this lady Shandl was Rabbi Baruch's daughter? No, 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 no. It's it's like, you know, it's a respectful way of talking. Like, you know, when somebody talks to you and he says, Ah, my son, come over here. Doesn't mean you're actually son, you know. And when a person talks to a lady, he says, Ah, my dear daughter, please come over here. It's not always referring to the actual daughter. Sometimes it's referring to as a way of talking respectful, like you're close to the person. You understand? Uh, I think so. Okay, so let's go weiter. Okie dokie. All right. So now, um, let's see what happened next. All right. Uh, okay, Rebbe. I will do as you say. And so that's what she did. Then she went home and everything was going fine. And this scenario would repeat itself one year after the other. Mamish, year after year. And then one year. When she went to sleep, one Friday night, she was sleeping. She was in a deep sleep. Oh, wait, wait, can I do this again? Right, she had a dream, right? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if she had that sound in the dream. I mean, but that's dream sound. Well, we could have nicer dream sound. We could have something like... Or, or, I know, we can have Whatever, she had a dream, okay? That's the main thing. She had a dream. And in the dream, she saw the following. And she started to think to herself, Oh my goodness, what a wonderful base of Medrash here. Why, this looks like our shul, where we daven. So lovely. Ah, wow. There's a bocher over there. 
He's sitting and learning. Mamish, give all Oi, 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 you're Wow, what a sweet voice this boy has. It's Mamishki Valdik. I wonder who he is. Wait a minute. Is that my son? Oh, yes. It's my son, apparently. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Wait, what is that? Somebody's walking in. Somebody's walking in in the middle of the dream. Who is that man? He's standing there with a uniform. What's going on? I I can't make out the words he's saying. Wait a minute. He's taking out his pistol. What's going on? What's going on? What happened? What happened? Are you all right? Muttle! Muttle! What happened? What happened? What happened to our son? Our son? Nothing happened to our son. We didn't have a son born yet. I don't know what you're talking about. What's the problem? Are you all right? Is everything all right? Did you have a nightmare? I had a terrible, terrible dream. A terrible dream? What, what, what was it about? I dreamt in the dream. I dreamt in the dream that we had a son. Ah, that's very nice. Good to know. Okay, that's nice. I mean, you, you're thinking about a uh, child all the time. All right, so you dreamt we had a boy chicken. Well, he was a little bit older. And he was learning in the base of Medrash. Uh-huh. Okay. And then what happened? Well, um, he was singing with such a beautiful voice. I never heard such a voice like that. Okay. And then what happened? Well, what happened next was uh, this man in some sort of a uniform came in. And then I couldn't make out what they were saying to each other. And all of a sudden he took out a pistol. And then I heard a shot. Because I couldn't look at it, and, and then I woke up. And then you woke me up also because you screamed. Now, Baruch Hashem, it's only a dream. It probably reflects what you are thinking about during the daytime. You were thinking about Mirza Hashem. We're going to have a child, and you are such a wonderful, uh, you know, uh, 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 Mamish, you are such a great servant of Hashem, Baruch, that you probably were thinking about that we're going to have a boy, so whatever it is, okay? Don't worry about it so much. I'll try not to. And so she went to sleep, and she went back, and she didn't have the dream again, but in the morning when she woke up, I can't seem to get the dream out of my head. What am I going to do? I can't get this dream out of my head. Help me. And the whole Shabbos, she kept thinking about the dream. She couldn't get it out of her head. This dream was pretty strong in her head. She didn't know what to do. And then finally her husband said, You know something, if this dream is bothering you so much, then you're going to go for your yearly visit to the Rebbe, to Rebbe in Tolshin. Then you're going to go there, 
You go over and ask him uh, what he thinks the dream is referring to. Tell him about your dream. That's all. That's the best solution I have for you. You know something? You are so right. Ah, I'm so glad, Muttle, that you're my husband. Yeah, and I'm so glad you're my wife. And uh, it's a shame. Like the Rebbe said, we're going to have a child when the time is right. Okay? And so what happened was is they waited until after Shabbos was over. And then Sunday morning, she headed out to see the Rebbe. And the Ramatul came along. And Ramatul goes over and he says, uh, Shamus, I want you to know that it is very important that my wife sees the Rebbe as soon as possible. So what do you say? Hey, you want to see the Rebbe as soon as possible? Let me see. Um, Rebbe, uh, this is the situation. It sounds like it's an emergency. And the lady, Shandle, she looks like... I don't know. She looks very frightened, very distraught. Does the Rebbe want to see her yet or wait until... Please, send her in right now. I want to see her right now. And sure enough, she went inside. And as she came inside, she opened the door slowly. <coughs> and she stepped in. And she sat down by the chair that was signaled that she should sit in. And then before she could say a word, the Rebbe looked at her. It looks like, without me even looking direct at your face, I sense it, I feel it. You are more distressed than ever before. What is going on? What is the matter? I Rebbe, I had a nightmare. On Friday night. Really? And so a dream is nothing to worry about. But this one was so real. And 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 everything was, you know, like, I, I usually when I dream the next morning, I don't remember everything. Here, I just can't get it out of my head. You cannot get the dream out of your head. Hmm. That is something. One second. Please, tell me what this dream was about. Well, I dreamt that Baruch Hashem, I had a nice yingala. And what happened was is he was in the base of Medrash as the years went on and he was learning. But he was singing as he was learning. And he had a beautiful, beautiful voice. And then suddenly some man in a uniform came in to the base of Medrash. And then this man in the uniform, when he came in, what happened was is I didn't understand what was going on. I couldn't hear the conversation. But all of a sudden, he took out a pistol, and I couldn't look. I covered my eyes in the dream. And then I heard a shot ring out, and I got so scared, I woke up. Aha, uh -huh. I see. Very interesting, very interesting. But you know something? There is nothing for you to worry about. Nothing, nothing for you to worry about. I, I think that you should understand what's about to happen. I want you to understand that Be'ezus Hashem this year, you will have a boy. Hashem is going to bless you with a beautiful yingla. But there's a secret to this. The secret to this is the way to make sure he's safe and sound. 
and to make sure that everything is fine and dandy. You must do the following. From the moment he's born, you should bless him and keep him completely engrossed in a Torah atmosphere. Wherever possible, expose him just to Torah and nothing else. When he gets older, you'll hire the best of Malamdim to teach him Torah, teach him Alabes, teach him Kriya, teach him Chumash and Rashi, and everything else that's necessary. And make sure that he continues to learn. And don't let him out of it. And tell him that his voice is to be used for good zachins. And good zachins means for Torah, for Yiddishkeit, properly. And not chas v'sholem for anything else. He will be blessed with this beautiful voice that will be used for avoidas Hashem. Okay? Zai gesund. Amen, amen. All right. So uh, uh, obviously that the Rebbe said that uh, everything is going to be fine. So Mietz Hashem, we're going to see the broch is going to be gewaldic, and we're going to have a yingle. Borach Hashem, Borach Hashem. And sure enough, because the Rebbe gave such a bracha, normally we know that when a lady is pregnant, she don't go out and buy things for the baby because you never know what can happen and what cannot happen. Usually wait until the baby is born and then you buy things. And this time, since they had a bracha from the Rebbe, Ramatul went out and bought whatever he needed. He bought a crib, he bought a carriage, whatever it was necessary he bought because he didn't have a doubt that he was going to have the child. And sure enough, within that year, I can't say exactly when because I don't know, but what happened was is a child was born. And sure enough, it was a baby boy. And of course, the Sandik was none other than the Rebbe Raborach himself. And he made the beautiful bris. And of course, the Rebbe also got Kriyas Hashem and they gave the name Avraham. And they nicknamed him Avremala. And that's what he was called, Avremala. Kleiner Avremala. It was a wonderful, wonderful child. A Gewaldike child. And as he grew up and he was a little baby, the mother said, Okay, Matl, you go off to work. And I'm going to take our Zisa Avremala. I'm going to wrap him up. And I'm going to bring him to the base of Medrash, and I'm going to stay by the lady section, so this way he can hear all the coilers of Torah. All right, it's okay by me. I have no problem with that. The Rebbe said that he should definitely be exposed to the wonderful words of the Torah. So no problem. So do that. Uh, take him to the base of Medrash. I will. And sure enough, she went to take him to the base of Medrash. And over there, he heard the people learning. And he heard, Tome Rabbonah, the Rabbonim taught in a brise. Uh-huh. And what is? Uh, one second, one second. Halt your hand. The Gemara is going to be talking about 
you know, it is a scribe, uh, uh, very interesting mice would happen. Yeah. And of course, she was listening to all the different type of people that were learning. Some people were learning different gemaras. Some people going, Ikidi Amoro! Omoro Bakahana! And some people were learning Chumis. And some people were learning Mishnayas. And of course, it was a beautiful call of Taira. And she was smiling and she stayed there in the base of Medish as long as possible so that this little Avramala should be absorbed. Absorbed. I know. Did I say absorbed? I think so. I meant absorbed. Okay, absorbed. You're absorbed. I mean, you're absolved. Okay, go ahead. Right. So what ended up happening was this little boy chicle, he was getting a little older. He was like about two years old, whatever. And she started the teaching broches as he was able to talk. Ah, so wonderful, oh my, oh my, oh my, ah, Gavaldi. And of course, they taught him brachas, and he would eat with a, with a bracha. And even though he wasn't even three years old, they wouldn't let him eat bread without washing his hands from Moitzi. And of course, they would make the bracha with him. Say, and sure enough, when he was three years old, he was talking pretty well. And so they got him a Malamed. And the Malamed came and said, All right, very nice, very nice. So, Zugmir, uh, okay, come here, Vremela, come over here. All right. Now give a look at this letter. What is this letter? I don't know. You didn't tell me yet. <laughs> very good, very good. You are so right. I didn't tell you yet. <laughs> very smart boy. He's right. I didn't tell him yet what it is. Unbelievable. Okay. All right. This is an Aleph. Aleph. Very good. Very good. A Aleph has no sound by itself. Do you know that? No. Now I know. Very good. Now, a Aleph has the sound of whatever Genekuda is. Okay. What's a Nechuda. Not a Nechuda. Nekuda. Nekuda. Yeah, close enough. A Nekuda is a vowel. A vowel? What's a vowel? A vowel is like uh, every letter has to have a, a, a something under it that makes the sound. Okay? Now, if you have a comet, it makes O. If it has a segel, it's air. And if it has a, a shurik, it's oo. And of course, he went through the nakudas with him. And of course, he probably taught him with the Hasidish way, if they had that way of speaking them. Whatever the uh, nusach was that they used, that's what he taught.
and he was picking it up. And eventually you could hear him chazering. You could hear Avraham go, Kabetz Aleph A, Kabetz Beis Ba, Kabetz Gimel Da. And of course, it was Gavaldic to hear. And eventually he was learning how to read. And it was Mamish Gavaldic Gazach to hear him read. And he would start reading. Boda and of course he was getting very good at this and eventually he was reading much faster and so he gave him to practice in a Tehillim he's making such great improvements Skivaldik Okay, woman said to tell him, Mizmole David Havul Hashem Benay Elim Havul Hashem Kavoy Vaai Havul Hashem Kavoy Shemai Havul Wow, he's reading like an adultery. Very smart boy. Very proud of you. You're doing a gewaldic, a gewaldic job. Unbelievable. And sure enough, eventually, as the years would go on, he was ready to learn Chumash. Yep, that's right. He would learn Chumash. The Rebbe would say, All right, ready for this? Okay. Pay attention, Musich Zuk. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Bereshis Borelikim in the beginning when Hashem created Eisha Shemayim, Eisha Oret, the heavens and the earth. Now you try. Okay. Bereshis bara elikim. In the beginning when Hashem created a sashimayim, the heavens, the asaras, and the earth. Givaldi, you're doing wonderful. And gradually he began to learn Chumash with Rashi as well. And eventually other Mephorshim. And he was getting real good at this. And then, eventually, the Rebbe said, Mommy, it's unbelievable. I never saw a child like this. All right, we're going to do some Mishnayis. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, ready? I'm ready. All right. Look at them in the mirror. Say it together with me. How do you make broches on fruits? What kind of broches do you make on fruits? How do you make broches on fruits? Ah, very good, very good. Al on the fruit of the tree. I may boire prio eyes. You say the broche boire prio eyes. Okay, I'll appear as Elon on the fruits of the tree. I may boire prio eyes. Who's Minayayan? Except for the wine. Wait a minute, I didn't even tell you the translation. How you know this? Uh, uh, well, I, I can figure out words already. Smamish, unbelievable. Right. Okay. Shall I in? I'm a boy, Ray Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
And of course, he was getting really good at this stuff. And eventually, he was learning Gemara. He would learn Gemara also. And that was a sight to see. He would learn a Masechta, and he would learn another Masechta, and he was just Mamish Givaldic. He was like plowing through, you know, he would go through the Gemara. So, uh, but this very factor should, if anything, cause the witness to be more susceptible to gullies. Is it not logical? Is it not, you know what I mean? Who? Givaldic, uh, Givaldic, it's Givaldic. And eventually, he was getting so good. And people would hear his voice. It was a phenomenal voice. When it came to Shabbos Amiris, people had their windows open. They couldn't believe how beautiful he would sing Zemiris. And people were just, was mesmerized by his voice. Even in the cold winter, they would knock on his door and say, can you do me at when you're singing the meters Friday night? I know it's cold, but you leave your window open a little bit so we can hear your wonderful Avremela. Sure, sure. All right, not a problem. We're going to do this. Don't worry about the thing. We'll try our best, okay? Oh, thank you, thank you. People just loved it. And he was now about 15, 16 years old, and he was mommy's going on. And then when the Rebbe would have a tish at 16 years old, his voice was starting to get a little better, and the Rebbe would have a tish, and the Rebbe would say, All right, Avreimala, zing the bissle, zing us a wonderful niggin. Uh, okay, um, if the uh, Rebbe wants, I should sing. Okay. And of course, everybody was mesmerizing it. And as time would go on, some people would come over to him and he says, Touch me, Listen. I'm making a bar mitzvah, and I would like to hire Remola. I'm going to pay you money. Zogget now. I'm not going to ask you to do it for nothing. Can you do me a favor? You'll be the chaz, and you'll sing by the bar mitzvah. What's Oxta, huh? What do you say, huh? Isn't that a valdic idea? Huh? What's Oxta, nine? I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry. My voice is just for avoid this Hashem when I'm learning to enjoy it, and so on and so forth. I'm sorry, but it's not for me to go for hire. I'm very sorry. I will not do it. Very sorry. Ah, kink it over. I thought it over, and I'm not going to do it. And then eventually somebody came, Remotel, Remotel, Hedgehog, Remotel. You know, I'm going to make a chasine, and I need a good chasine to sing under the chuppe. I'm just wondering, can we hire you to a... Uh, you know, lend us your son, uh, <laughs> Remele. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you say, huh? 
I'm very sorry. I hear what you're saying, but uh, the answer is no. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, I, I know what you're saying, but, but the answer is still no. I see. All right. Fine. And, of course, they wouldn't take a no for an answer so easily, and they would sometimes sneak around Ramotto, and they would come over to him. Abraham, you know my daughter's getting married next week. Uh, would you like to come to the Hashna? Wow, it's uh, very nice to come to the Hashna. Sounds like a nice idea. And would you like to sing under the chuppah? Uh, I would like to, but I'm not going to. I, I pay you. I pay you very well. It doesn't matter if you pay me very well or not very well. I'm not doing this for money. I'm using my voice only for Avodah Hashem Lishma. I'm very sorry. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll go back to learning. And sure enough, you will go back to learning. In the meantime, it didn't stop there. No, no, no. Instead, other people heard about it. And some people came inside and said, Hello there, Mottola. Um, You know, your son has a very nice voice. And I am from Schleimis Klezmer, you know. We have a wonderful band. You know, we play by mitzvahs, chasnas, you know, and other events and things like that, you know. So I was just wondering, you know, that uh, we have a wonderful orchestra, and we'd like to hire your son to be our singer. Wonderful voice. You know, he'll help bring us in a lot more jobs, and that means he'll make a lot more money. So what do you say? I'm very sorry, but no, the answer is no. You can't have my son for this. He's not going to do it. Mishum Eifen. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, no problem. I appreciate you thinking about it. And sure enough, they would go over, and they would go privately to the son. Okay, his father's not around. Hello there! <laughs> hello there! Hello, hello, hello! Let me see. Nobody. Oh, not around. Oh, so Avramela, how are you? I'm Baruch Hashem fine. Ah, that's wonderful. I see you're learning over here. Yes, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's wonderful. You know, Avramela, I couldn't help noticing. You have a beautiful voice. You know that. Uh, yes, I do. Baruch Hashem. I'm very thankful for my voice. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. That's great. That's great. I like that. I like that you have a beautiful voice. Very good. Very good. Very good. You know why I have an orchestra? You know what I mean? I have a little band. You know, uh, you know. I know who you are. You're Schleimer from Schleimer's Klezmer, right? Hey, yes, yes, yes. You know, we only play from weddings, you know. Oh, we, 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 we're totally orthodox. You know that. You know that. Uh, we play from bar mitzvahs and weddings and other events. You understand what I'm saying? And we're strictly kosher, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't care if you're glad kosher, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're coming to hire me, I can do this for you. I'm very sorry. Oh, but you don't understand. You can make money. And I do understand it. And that's precisely what I don't want. My job is to serve a Shbocho. I'm going to sit in the base of Medrash, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to learn. And that's what I'm going to do. So anything you tell me, is not going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, it was worth a try. Well, if you think so. Okay, Zygazan. Zygazan. All right, all right. Well, we tried. And sure enough, day after day, many people would come. And then finally, it happened that there was a big tumult in town. What's going on over here? Ah, what's your, what's your problem? Why is, what's all the commotion? Oh, he has not heard. 
Like a head whoosh. What, what, what are we supposed to hear? What, what happened? Um, the uh, governor uh, in our territory, he passed away. Oh, that's terrible. Ah, uh, he was a pretty nice fella. You know, he didn't bother us eating, you know. That's very good. I know, I know. But you know something? We have no idea. We have to be mispala because we have no idea what this new person is going to be like. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, uh, uh, what's this? Somebody's coming in, coming in. Oh, uh, uh, who's this over here? Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. I'm here by order of the Tsar. I'm here to announce the new governor of this territory. His name is Count Boris. All right, so everybody, be sure when he moves into the new palace, be sure to show him respect. You treat him well, he'll treat you well. <laughs> That's easy for him to say. Yeah, Avad is very great for him to say. Yeah, treat us well. We have no idea who he was. That's why we have to be misparallel. Zicha, we have to be very misparallel because we don't know what he's like. Okay. I agree with you. So let's go be Miss Palel. And sure enough, they went into the shul to be Miss Palel. And they were hoping that this person would be a nice person. In the first few weeks that he was there, nobody knew what kind of guy he was. And then finally, when he was there about a year, people began to think, You know what I discovered from this person, Count Boris? I can't figure out if he's an anti-Semit or the nicht. I don't know if he likes us Jews or not, but it seems to be he speaks nicely when I pay the taxes. You know, uh, very nice. Uh, but I heard that Chaim, you don't have to say what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I'm the Chaim. You don't have to speak behind my back. I don't want Chash to be part of Lashinara, and I don't want to be the subject of Lashinara. But you really must know what happened is. I went to the Count Boris, who's the new governor, okay? And this Count Boris, uh, I think his last name is Trykovsky, whatever. Anyway, so Boris Trykovsky, I went to him and I asked him for a little more time to pay for my taxes. And he was a very interesting person. First, he turned around with a smile. And he looked at me and then he said, <laughs> so tell me, right now you can't pay your taxes? And I told him, no, I can't pay my taxes now. Eh, not a problem. So tell you what, you have three days to bring me the taxes you owe, and if you don't, I just lock you up in jail, okay? I'm very nice. What do you say? That's uh, not very nice. So... He locked me up in jail because I couldn't pay in three days. And finally, some nice yid by the name of Beryl. Beryl. Beryl bailed you out. He paid the money. Very nice person, Beryl. Yeah, yeah. So you see, one man could be nice, one man could be mean. I don't know. I don't know what he is. I'm telling you. I see. I see. I see. Okay. So we better tread easily. Okay. Let's go with precaution. And so the Eden tried as best as possible not to provoke him. And after being a year in the um, you know position of governor, he started thinking to himself, 
Will, Oscar, come over here. Yes, sir. Okay, Oscar, listen to me. You know I'm here now celebrating one year as the governor in this territory. Okay, so listen to me. I want to make a party, but not big party for the whole world. You understanding? I want to invite my friends, my good friends. You know what I mean? I have friends that I want to invite. I want to invite uh, my fellow noblemen. You know what I mean? I want to celebrate special party with them. Yes. Okay. So what do you say? All right. Sounds like a good idea. All right. Uh, are you going to entertain them? Of course. You take care of making sure I have a good chef, make good food and everything. And then we have to come up with some music and maybe somebody, a special singer, yeah. Should be a nice voice. Uh-huh. All right. I'll be on the lookout. Yes, me too. I'm going to do that. And sure enough, he was going to be on the lookout and his servant was going to be on the lookout. Oscar was going to be on the lookout to see if he could find a beautiful thing or not. And one day, as he was walking through the streets of Tolchin, as he was walking through the streets, he began to hear something. It happened to be that day was a very warm day. So the base of Madrish windows were open, and even the door of the base of Madrish was open. And most of the Bochum that were learning there said, Hello, Shamding. I'm going to take me a break. I'm going to take a walk in the cool forest a little bit to cool off. Anybody with me? Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Me too. Me too. I'll be up. And so everybody in the base of Madrish piled out. And they looked at Avramala. Avramala, are you going to come also? Yeah, Vremola, how about joining us? It's so hot in here. You could take a break and learn. Ah, uh, no, I, I think I decided that I want to be able to uh, to improve my learning more and more. You know, I'm 17. I got to take things seriously. Soon it'll be time I'll be 18, you know, and then they're going to look for a collar for me. I'm going to have to get married. And I have to be impressive. You know what I mean? All right, having your way. Yeah, having your way. Okay, so we'll go to the forest without him. Yeah, we'll go without him. No, no problem. And so, sure enough, they all went to the forest without him. <laughs> he sat down to the Gemara. And a little bit after they were gone, this here Count Boris Tchaikovsky was passing by the base of Medrash when suddenly heard in a beautiful voice, is it not obvious by the logic of a carvechoime? La 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 for it, if, even in the case of a downward motion, where uh, Israel is exiled, when the Benai Israel is exiled, <speaking in Hebrew> suffices for him. 
And he was singing so beautiful. And as he was singing so beautiful, their voice carried outside. And Count Boris heard this. And Count Boris starts walking in. Oh, I see the doors are open. Nobody here. Who sings so nicely? Don't understand what he's singing about. Beautiful voice. Oh, it's coming over there, that uh, bo- boy over there. Very interesting. Excuse me. Sorry. Hi. How are you? Very nice. You know something. I never heard such a beautiful voice like that. Yes, I like you very much. So you listen to me very carefully. You know, I don't know if you know me or not. Uh, you must be somebody important. You're wearing a, some sort of an army uniform of some sort. So uh, what can I do for you? Well, I'm making a very important party in two days. You understanding? Okay, very nice. Okay. What does that have to do with me? I'm just a bacha that learns here in the base of Medrash. And I, you know, I, I, I'm just learning. That's all. Uh, please, don't be so humble. I know your beautiful voice, very, very nice voice. You sing so gorgeous. I like it very much, and I just want you to understand. I like your voice so much so that I want to hire you to be able to be the singer by my party. By my party is going to be nice noblemen, very, very special people, very important dignitaries from the government. You understand? There'll be some governors from other counties. They will be there too. And I want you to be there. You'll be the singer. You'll be my special entertainment. I promised him I would have some special entertainment. And I was walking around to see if I could find any. And then I hear your voice. Door open. You have to admit, from the heaven I should hear you. I I, I hear you, but um, I'm not for hire. <laughs> Please, I could pay you very well. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't sing uh, your language songs. It doesn't matter. They will enjoy hearing your beautiful melody, melodious voice. Uh, I understand. But I'm not for hire. I, I, I'm not doing this for money. I serve Hashem. You know, God, I serve Him. And I'm just learning. And I get carried away when I'm learning. Well, if you get carried away with that, with your singing, you can sing those words by my place. Makes you happier. Take your holy books with you. And you sing from them. Very nice. Even if I don't understand the words, I still appreciated you. I, I hear, um, but I'm very sorry. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Do you know who I am? Uh, not really, except that you're a very important fellow in the army. I am Count Boris Tchaikovsky. Count Boris Tchaikovsky. Ah, oh, boy. Ah, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh... You're the new governor about a year already, right? That's right. Now, listen to me. If I want you to be the singer by my party, you will be the singer to my party. You understand? But I'm terribly sorry. I, I don't do this publicly. I, I mean, I, I, I sing for my family. I sing for my Rebbe. But I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't uh, 
do public performances. I, I don't work for hire. I'm very sorry. I use my voice to serve God, and that's it. You know what I mean? Listen to me very carefully. I am Boris, Count Boris Tchaikovsky, and I am not one to be trifled with. You understand? You don't make monkey business with me. If I say you're going to be by the party, you'll be by the party. With all the respect, uh, Your Honor, and Governor, whatever they call you, but uh, I can't. Listen to me. I'm going to make it very simple and very clear for you. I never take no for an answer. So listen to me very well. You will either sing for me and my party people that will be there, my guests, or I will chase out all you Jewish people from my whole countryside, from where I am the ruler. Do you understanding this? Uh, yeah, yes. Good. So two days, I will see you. I think you know, like everybody else, where my palace is. Uh, yeah, up on that hill, right? By the clearing in the forest. That's right. Two days. I see you there about six o'clock, okay? And you will sing nicely for my people. You want to take holy books? Take it. But remember, if you don't show up, I will throw out all you Jewish people. Not just you. All of them. So, you have everything at stake. Now, I make myself perfectly clear. I never take no for an answer. Oh, yes. You made yourself perfectly clear. And all of a sudden... He ran to the rub of the place over there, the regular rub of the place, uh, and he told him what happened. All right, we're going to have to call a big meeting. Raboisai, Raboisai, let's get a big meeting together. Yes, Raboisai, Midav, a grosser meeting. And everybody went over and had a big meeting. The only one that wasn't by the meeting was the Rebbe himself, Raboruch. They didn't want to bother him because he's a heilige mensch. And they didn't want to, you know, like tell him because Raboruch was not at this part of where they were. It was, you know, by horse, it could take an hour to two hours to gallop where Raborach was. So that's why in this section, in this little shtetl off of Tolchin, they had like a separate rov, or case, whatever. And the people say, Yes, we have a big problem here. Rabbi, what should we do? I don't know. It's very tough. I'm afraid the boychikal will have to sing. Motel. You don't want to see us being, uh, you know, chased out, do you? Uh, no, no, I don't. I have a better idea. hope you don't mind. I'm going to take my son, and I'm going to go to the Rebbe Raborach. Okay? That's it. Finish. Finito. He'll tell us what to do. And sure enough, he traveled as fast as he could on the horse. Him, his wife, and, of course, Abraimala. And they arrived in Tolchin, where Raborach was. And Raborach looked at them and he said, Zog Zichnis, you have nothing to worry about. Right now, for the next few days, you will stay by me. You, your wife, and Avreimala will stay by me. And in two days, I will fear Tzachatish over here, not over there. Don't worry about a thing. And so, sure enough, in two days, the two days passed by, and of course, Avramel didn't show up. The clock was ticking. The hour was going by. And the people were listening. So, tell me, did you say you have this uh, child wonder singer, whatever it is? Where is he? Yeah, 
Where is that singer? That's a good question. Where is he? And you said you had a special singer. I don't see a special singer. I see the music here. I don't see the singer. Where's the singer? You know what? He showed me up. I warned him. If he tries to any crazy tricks, I will chase him and all the Jewish people out of my whole countryside that I'm ruling. Okay, men, let's go. Let's go pay the Jewish people a visit. Come, let's go. I know where this boy hangs out. He likes to learn Holy Torah and the, what they call it? The Baisa Madras. Yeah, the Pekka Madras. Okay, come, let's go. And sure enough, they galloped on their horses and they galloped. And they arrived at the base of Madras. And inside the base of Madras was the Raisha Koyla there with some other, you know, people learning. And all of a sudden they noticed him and the learning stopped. And they looked up. Yes, may I help you? Is there something that you want? Who is in charge here? I'm in charge here. Can I help you? Yes. Where is that boy? That Avremelem? Uh, uh, yes. He's supposed to come sing by me tonight, but he didn't show up. I'm supposed to throw all of you people out of here. Where is he? Uh, 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 please, don't do not. I'll take care of this. Listen to me. Uh, he's not here. He went to see the Rebbe Raborich in Tolchin. He went to see him, and he didn't come back yet. Really? You know where this is? Uh, yes, I do. Good. Get on horse. Come with us. You show me where it is. And sure enough, he got on the horses with them. Actually, got on the horse, and they, they followed them. And the horses galloped as fast as they could, and they arrived by the Rebbe in Tolshin. And was sitting there. A lot of his tell meet him there, and there was a group of seats, empty. Nobody understood. Can I sit over here? No, no, the Rebbe said these seats are reserved. Some special people are coming. Uh, who? I don't know. And sure enough, they didn't know. And finally, all of a sudden, the Rosh Koyla, the uh, Hakol, sorry, did I say Koyla? I don't remember. Okay, we have no time to play it back. The Rosh Hakol. If I said Rosh Koyla, I meant the Rosh Hakol. You know, the, the the guy who's the head of the thing, you know, whatever. Okay. You know, the you know, rich guy. Right. You know, okay. Anyhow, so he goes over and he says, Okay, this is it. All right. Men, take out your swords and come inside. And they burst open the door. They come inside. And they're standing here with swords drawn. And before he could say anything, he looks around. And he sees Avramila by the head table sitting next to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says something even before Boris could say anything. Ah, Sholem Aleichem. I was waiting for you. We have seats for you. Please, come, sit over there. This is reserved for you and for your rest of your friends. Did I make the right amount of seats? And Boris looks. And slowly he puts away his sword. And when everybody sees him putting away his sword, he puts away the sword. Everybody put away the sword. If he puts it away, then everybody else does. And so the swords were put away. And all of a sudden, Boris is a little calm. And he looks around, he starts thinking, What? What is this? How did he know how many people I would bring here? He has exactly 13 seats there. How did he know this? 
He looks at Rabbarak's face and he sees it looks very holy. And very quietly he signals and he and the rest of his delegates sit down. Mamish, they came in like a roaring lion. And now they're as quiet and gentle as a lamb. And they sat down. And then he told Avramel to sing. And Avramel sang a Mizmor Lidovid. It was unbelievable the Mizmor Lidovid he picked. He did it with Chazonish. And the Rebbe picked Mizmor Lidovid on purpose because the Rebbe said, Rabbi Sain, he's going to now sing. Avramel is going to sing a song to remind us that Hashem is our shepherd. And no matter what, no matter what happens, even if death is facing us, no matter what, we have nothing to worry about. They could come, whatever it is, but we serve our Kodesh Bocho, and Hashem will protect us. And we should love to sit in the Holy Beis Medrash for the rest of our lives. Begin. All right, Rabbi. And of course he sang so beautifully and they were so mellowed. And then when he finished, the uh, Rebbe said, Yevaldik, Yevaldik, now, um, is there anything else you want? You came just in time to hear Avramel uh, sing. Was there something you wanted to ask from me? Uh, uh, excuse me? Uh, uh, count? Oh, yes. Uh, very interesting. So they do wonderful, wonderful job, eh? Very, very nice. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, uh, you know what? Avramel uh, could stay with you as long as want. And you Jewish people have nothing to worry about. As long as I'm the governor, everything will be fine. Nothing to worry about. Sorry I bothered you. Come, let's go. Uh, we enjoyed the song. Ah, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Even though we don't know what it meant, but it was good. And sure enough, they left. And of course, kept his word. And following what the Rebbe said, as long as they kept his neshama holy, kept him in the walls of Tyra, in confines of Tyra, then he was protected and he didn't have to go to that Tumadika place where the Count was. And of course, the Count kept his word and left him alone. All right, that's that. Wow, it's time to say goodbye. Oh, yes, okay. So everybody has a nice stimmer out there. Yusuf Agita Zachins and Mamish rise up and rouse up the people. Adama, great Kavana, this coming Rosh Hashanah Be'ez Hashem. Okay, goodbye, goodbye.